Hey guys, how are ya? Still here. Hey guys, it's Sarah. How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Sex. Everyday Sex, yes. Welcome back. Sorry, Nala's all over the place here. Um, This is season three, episode three. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, today's the 13th and today's the 13th taylor swift's lucky number that's my lucky number is it yes cool it's gonna oh. be a good episode then that's what that means <laughs> um, um okay what's up give us a give us a, a brief update how was your weekend busy i worked a mm-hmm. lot um i went to a batting cage my arms are very sore from that, especially my hands. My hands really hurt. And, like, to touch, I'm like, ow. Mm-hmm. Pretty rough. So I'm pretty sore. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Sore from anything else? Nope. Nothing. No. No other physical activity. I think I danced a little. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and that could could make a gal sore. <laughs> okay. That yeah. and dancing. That's it. That's all that you did this weekend. Yeah. Nothing else you want to share with us? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I had sex. Oh, fuck yeah. Still had sex. God, been a minute. What a dry spell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It hasn't been that long for you. Um, yes. That's exciting. Share with our viewers more details about that without being invasive to the privacy of your CSP. Um. We went to a friend's birthday. Went back to mine because we were really tired. We ordered some food. It could have probably happened that night, but then I was in my head. Mm-hmm. Then I said, nope. And then we went to bed. And then I thought about it all night. I could barely sleep. And then I felt better about it in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then it happened in the morning. <laughs> and so in the evening, when you felt like it could have happened, did you feel like, like when you say you were in your head, um, expand on that, like just feeling what exactly? Um, I have a hard, I've mentioned before that I'm not like huge on sex. And like I've mentioned before, I think I'm just like pretty insecure about a few things. And um, I... I don't know. I have a really like perfectionist mindset where I'm like, oh, I hold, like I gotta be good at it, and if I'm not good at it, like fuck, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And so like my ego gets really hurt easily, and I know that's not a good thing, but I'm working on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least I'm aware. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. I was just kind of feeling like ah. Uh, I don't know if I want to do this yet. Like, and like I, I obviously wanted to, but it was more like, I don't know if I'm ready yet. I just have had like so much. There's a lot of trauma behind sex for me, I guess. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of get weird about it at first. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it happens, I'm pretty good about it after. Mm-hmm. I think I just need like a one, two, three. And that like, three times and then I'm like feeling much more confident and like easy going about it takes a while to get used to your partner and getting comfortable like I know some people are more comfortable naked than others but for a lot of people it takes you know a few times to feel like fully comfortable being like not just naked with someone but like giving your body to someone it's it is Mm -hmm. a big deal so Mm -hmm. So I get that. And so then in the morning you did and it was great. Correct. Cool. 
Yeah, well, yeah it was pretty darn good. Shout out to Margo. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to Margo. Great. That shit was good. Yeah. Oh my God. People are not going to want to date us. <laughs> They're going to be just talk about them on our podcast. And then yeah. Shit happens, we ruin them. No, just... no, I've had girls that are like, Oh, are you gonna are you gonna tell us on the podcast? Are you gonna tell the podcast this? <laughs> I'm like, no, yes, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, no, people are not gonna want to date us because we're they'll be scared that everything's gonna be exposed. I would never ever speak like even when I've been the most heartbroken. Okay, also side note, I had a girl slide. This just made me think of it, but I had a girl slide uh, from New Zealand. Um, and it just it brought up some memories. <laughs> so, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, obviously not the same girl. A new oh. one. Yeah, yeah, no, no. A new one from New York. I was like, oh, oh my God. Dude. No, no she, she slid um, mm-hmm. on Instagram and she was like, hey, like Instagram message requests. Okay. And she was like, hey, I listened to your podcast and it's so good. Like, I love it, blah, blah, blah. And then, and I thought she would, I thought it was just, I was, I thought it was just a fan, you know, telling, uh, that's a joke, sort of, but I thought she was just sliding to be like, oh, your podcast is really good. And I said, thanks, like, thanks for the message. And then she was like, so like, you know, continuing to talk. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Anyways, New Zealand. Uh, yeah, that's. Man, you scare me there. What, you're going to rewatch this? And my reaction was so genuine. Yeah. In fact, I thought it was the other New Zealand girl. Yeah. I don't know if I ever even... What was even her fake name? I don't know. Anyways. Um, what was her real name? I don't remember. <laughs> it's all blur. Okay. But that's not what we were... Well, okay. What were... I don't even, Oh, yeah. I would never get on here. Even when I was the most like heartbroken, like, like Lana or whatever the New Zealand girl's name is. Um, I, I never like would, I would never come on here and speak of somebody in a really negative way. Like, especially like, I I don't know. I would never like, let's say I had a sexual experience where something like embarrassing happened or, or like what we think would be embarrassing or whatever. I would never, ever come on here and like expose that. Like, I, I think there's, there's definitely a fine line between just like a girl's chat on the pod because that's what a lot of people say when they listen to our podcast is it just feels like a bunch of friends hanging out in the living room like talking shit and that's what Ooh. that's what it is really it is um okay speaking of that guys wait number one i spent the weekend in whistler and it yeah was fun. um yeah the drive out there was really beautiful like through the mountains oh, i'm that- so jealous yeah well it was the same drive you and i did i guess Ramish, except the vibes were different this time <laughs> <laughs> the vibes were whatever <laughs> and i had the ferry station this morning i was like last time i was here i Carl and i were both crying <laughs> so, <laughs> we were so mad at each other uh, yeah we, were, we, we, we both hated saying sorry to each other yeah yeah it oh, was god just hours just to admit fault yeah yeah, yeah. but um so in other news Spent the weekend in Whistler, blah, blah. Now I'm back in Vancouver, or back on Vancouver Island in Ladysmith for the day. And then tomorrow I'm flying to Ottawa and I haven't been back since, like at at all, since I moved here. And uh, Stella and I were just discussing before we pressed record that she'll pick me up from the airport. A little reunion. Um, And Julian uh, has offered some studio, like in-studio time for us. We're back for a bit. So we're going to be like on the same couch recording and that's fucking crazy. Like I'm so excited. (laughs) The vibes. It's And because when we were doing that the first time around for the first season, we didn't know like because we pre-recorded. We had no idea what was going to come of this podcast at that point. So we were just kind of like doing our best and we had knew nothing about podcasting. And now coming back like season three almost 30 episodes in getting mm-hmm. back on the couch together like it's just going to be really fun so um so next week's episode will be in studio uh the three of us in the same room together so that'll be great 
That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. super exciting. I'm super pumped to see you. It's going to be fun to be back in the studio. It's going to be fun to be in the studio. It's going to be fun for me to be in Ottawa. Um, you know, catching up, seeing seeing folks I have. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> seeing some old friends you know what then are you eating rockets yes i got i, I bought them for halloween okay no cool um but yeah no i'm excited to be in ottawa i'm excited to eat shawarma and uh, probably make a few mistakes. That's pretty much what my plan is. Okay. <laughs> stay, true, stay true to that one. <laughs> Always. <laughs> okay. We're 10 minutes in already. A whole lot of just life updates there. But the theme of this episode is... I haven't really come up with an exact title. That'll be decided after. But the overarching theme is fuck the bare minimum. I thought that's what it was called. I don't, I, well, I'm not going to be able, okay. They, yes, that's what I've been calling it. But I can't put that in the title on social media because it'll get flagged. So I have to what think of something. Oh, like EFF, F the bare minimum. Oh, that's, that's, is that, is that what you <laughs> Is that what you mean? I guess. Or you just, I don't know, or just put like F star star star. Okay. I'll get creative. You When, when people are listening to this, they'll they'll already have the title. So anyways, this is yes. a brainstorming session. I wonder, I wonder which one we chose. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a mystery. Um, yeah. Okay. But first, I sent you a note. Can you... Yeah. Can you read us the opening line? <laughs> Sarah's PB theory. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I said sell the notes for this episode, but I added something last minute that I want to talk about. Hey, what is it? Sarah's pee-pee theory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so this is what I've been thinking. I've been thinking about this for a few weeks, okay? I have a theory called the PP. Theory. <laughs> okay, this is this is this is a true theory. Okay, I'm not gonna call myself a philosopher of any means, you know. <laughs> but I have a theory called the okay called the prohibited pussy theory. Is it or is it not true? that the most desirable and best pussy is prohibited. Let me expand on that. Oh, I just said me. Hey, but when when a girl isn't interested in you, I mean, that's not the the one you want more. That's kind of a chase thing. Or when mm-hmm. it's an ex that you like that is in a new relationship mm-hmm. or like someone that you, I don't know, somebody that's obviously bad for you that mm-hmm. like, you know, you shouldn't go for. Mm-hmm. Why is that the best coochie ever? True or false? Is this theory True yeah true it is it is though yeah anyway that's the pp theory yeah pussy theory damn you got me there yeah i've been thinking about it lately the pp theory (laughs) how ironic yeah 
I know. Um, like, you know, the girl, <clears throat> uh, oh, I was going to use her, her real name. Uh, you know, the girl I was talking to when I first moved here, um, she helped us mm-hmm. get on the ferry. Fake mm-hmm. name. You had to have even given her one that I can't even remember. And I want to say Rhonda, but I, but I know I've used that fake name. I don't know where I used that. I think Rhonda was... <laughs> Oh no, that was um. I know, I know who it was. <laughs> oh, because I keep being with her. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh God, why does this happen? Why do I do this? Fake name. Can you help me? I can't. I can't. What did their name start with? R. Oh. <laughs> Roberta. Oh, that's. Uh, I hate that we can never go back. You said it, so now that's it. That's her favorite. We can't go back. Okay, so Roberta. It doesn't even matter what the fuck her name is. Um, like she and I saw each other a little bit when I first moved here, but then like just kind of fizzled, like whatever. And then she got into like, and then I, and I like showed no interest for like months. And then she got into a new relationship, like not super recently, like a couple months ago. And oh pretty God. much as soon as she got, I actually have to read it because it's pretty funny. Hey, this is the funniest shit ever. Uh, did I send you screenshots when it happened? Yeah. <laughs> no, you sent me a voice clip. <laughs> that was, guys, you have to understand that a voice clip was 10 times better than this, but this is still pretty good. Yeah. So she posts that she's cuffed. Okay. And... And uh, the day after that she posts a hard launch, I text her, are you cuffed or can we make out? And she says, girl, are you serious? You're telling me now that you want to make out right after I said that I'm dating someone? Goddamn. And then I said, he, 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 I'm so funny. Sorry. And then I said, and she didn't answer. She didn't answer. And then I said, I'll take that as a no. And then she said, you're ridiculous. Like, rejected curved hard as fuck which i appreciate well honestly you deserve that i know that that, but this is the pp theory why the i was not interested for months like and we're like friends now and why so if we we are friends so why would i say that why would i text her that because i am a victim a victim (laughs) of the prohibited pussy theory i don't even yeah anyway you know what it's and then, I, okay, yeah, no, and yeah. So. Or you're just a bad person. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, this is a while, but it's still, no, okay. I just, I just think that it's, it's, it's a real, it's a real problem. Anyways, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about, uh, how do we get it back to my PP theory? Okay, anyways, we're talking about, um, Okay, fuck the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Let's start with stating your needs. Yes. So when you're in a relationship, I think we have a tendency to, um, I don't know, like just go with the flow and get used to things how they are and kind of get like quiet about what we want. When I when I wrote stating your needs, I meant sexually mostly. But could be in all areas. But whether you're dating for a month or six years or six months, like you having the confidence and the comfort in a relationship and security to be able to say to your partner, I want more of this or less of this, um, like sexually mm-hmm. or not sexually, like even kind of touching on the love languages, I you know, say telling your partner, like, I really appreciate that you do this, but I would also appreciate if you did more of this and being able to, um, I don't know, just be comfortable to express what you want. Like be able to vocalize yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just being confident and uh, something Rachel said in one of our past episodes was, advocating for yourself in the yeah. bedroom what's the wrong way to put it 
Oh, yeah. It's like, and also, like, I feel like that helps with what we learned the other day, like the full body yes. Yeah. You know? I love that phrase. Frank, so do I. Mm-hmm. I'm learning so much. I feel like when you told us about your current sexual partner, that the night of you weren't a full body yes. Like, that's a pretty good example where you you were obviously into it. Like, you're into yeah. a lot. And you felt like, I'm assuming, like, turned on and all those things. But for sure, there's, if there's any block up, it's not going to flow. Oh, I just felt it in my gut. Like, I was like... <sighs> like, you just weren't ready. Yeah. No, I love that full body yes um, yeah. thing. Uh, and I think that when it comes to stating your needs, our second point here that is directly tied is uh, something that my friend Amy talks about a lot lately, which is courageous communication. Yeah, you mentioned that the other day. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, when we were talking about, oh, we were talking about you setting boundaries for yourself, more so even in friendships. Like Mm -hmm. Stella and I talked about um, that, there are times when one of us doesn't have like the bandwidth or the capacity to hold space for the other person. And that's really, really hard to say to your best friend, like, okay, I know that you're having like a really, really hard day right now, but like, I, I also am. And I just like, can't be there for you the way that I need to be there for you. Can we talk tomorrow? Like, and that takes serious fucking courage. Like for sure. Mm-hmm. no for sure so yeah just being being able to yeah being able to communicate and same with a partner like mm-hmm. coming home from work after a long day and being able to say to them like listen I know that you want to talk about whatever it is I just like don't have the capacity at this time can we just like watch a movie tonight and tomorrow we can discuss like this heavier topic whatever that might be yeah um so setting boundaries is important for sure um yeah you go. i like setting boundaries sorry i was just trying to check something with the sound the oh. sound was just being a little weird mm-hmm. um yeah yeah how do you set boundaries with a partner, what does that look like? I actually find I have trouble with it, and we've talked about this before. Like, I just think I'm so, like, always, like, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need. Mm-hmm. And I'm always just, like, happy to do it. But I'm trying to, like, be more assertive but what I want and like speak out for myself, I guess. So like, like advocate for myself, mm-hmm. you know, cause I usually tend to just kind of take the back seat and just go along with everything. But, uh, yeah. Setting out is just like, it's scary, but it's, but it's like, it's scary, but it's like necessary. And I feel like for you, because you mentioned before that you're big on acts of service, if you've had a long day, you've worked a double and you're just getting into bed and your partner says, hey, like, sorry, it's late. Can you come pick me up from work? I just know that you're going to get out of bed and go because that's what you do. But if you knew that you had to be at the school in the morning for work and it was already 1130 or whatever, like it's yeah, that's that's kind of an example where. That's a tough one because, it, it, you know, I know that you would just go, but maybe once in a while in that situation, if you really felt like I'm exhausted, I, I really can't, like I need to go to bed, like sort of thing. Yeah. I'm having the boundary to just say like, do you mind, like, or I'll, I'll pay for the Uber or whatever. Like you can navigate that, but yeah, being able to, and that's not, that's, that's not, it sounds, setting a boundary sounds more firm and more like aggressive than it is. It's just about. Like, you can't be there for your partner if you're not there for yourself, so. No, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, like, yeah, I'm trying to, like, do that right now and just kind of communicate better without feeling attacked and stuff like that, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
it's all a learning process, I guess. I think a lot of our conversations on here, regardless of topic or theme, like it always comes down to communication. For sure. Like, and I think that's something that when like you and I can reflect on how we communicated with ourselves, each other, our partners, when we first met, like at 19 Mm -hmm. versus how we communicate with everyone around us now is so different. Like we learn a lot as we get older about that. For sure. No, I agree. So, um, Mm -hmm. and kind of also, so, okay. So I was on this girl's trip this weekend and I was telling, so I, there was six of us and a couple of the girls are bi, but um, all hot. all of them date what? Not... You said hot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, they're all like everybody in the room date is dating a man, um, or sleeping with a man or whatever. And so, except for me, sorry, we could be clear, <laughs> except for whoa. me. Yeah, whoa. Um, yeah. So anyway, I was talking to them about how. Like they were, we were discussing like the difference between dating a man and dating a woman. And, um, my next point for this, this conversation we're having is intentional conversation. And when I would be talking to men, um, getting to know men, like on a dating app or like whatever, it was always very like, Hey, Hey, how's it going? Good. How's your day? What do you like? What do you do for work? What's your favorite color? Blah, blah, blah. Do you do anal? The usual the usual questions but i was like, waiting for that yeah i always add that i can't help it once i start rolling i just you know anyways um but with women like when i met uh britney on hinge Brittany. like my my first girlfriend uh her and then like women i'm talking to now or whatever it's never hey how are you like my conversations are all like six, seven paragraphs long all the time. Like it, like I think when you're actually dating someone, it's not really like that. Like, cause it is more like day to day. And then you like, especially if you live together, obviously it's not going to be like that, but like the getting to know each other stage dating women is way different. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Like it's so deep. It like, is. Oh, that's why I don't I I don't like Margot. What? Like I do like Margot. Okay. I don't mean like I don't like Margot. Like I mean like this is why sh- they just like they just get me cuz like this is what makes me like them because they like make me talk about things that I don't want to talk about. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like <sighs> like what? Feelings. <laughs> yeah then lots of feelings and why i act the way i do and why i did this and really dig deep <laughs> yeah no way my roommate does the same thing and i'm always like how, how did you just trap me into this com- this conversation yeah yeah no and it, it, it's very like that like it just with men it's, it's just not like and not all girls are like that um but a lot of the time the back and forth conversation is very like intimate like right off the bat and when it's because it's because when you're not you're not like a big texter i'm kind of i'm i'm a i text like i'm into texting so i like calling yeah yeah well i yeah yeah you do like calling Um, i do like i call you all yeah but when i showed the girls like this weekend some of these conversations they were like holy shit like like i would never do that like who has the time blah 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 but circling back to the initial point is the intentional conversation i don't fucking want to talk about people's favorite color and where they went to school like i'll ask those questions because it's important to me to know like a person's like general history but i want to talk about like hopes and dreams like i don't know i want to talk about where do you see yourself like in the future and and like tell me about your friendships and what like if you're passionate about work tell me about why and like all of these way more important things, you know, like I don't want to talk about boring shit, like the small talk. Okay. Lesbians don't do small talk. Not really. Yeah, you're right. Tea. Like they don't. Like it's all very like intimate. And and I, I well, one thing I'll say when it is really like long conversations like that, um, 
I can't really be as like responsive because I, I know that when I open a message with like this person, I'm going to need to like be sitting down and like paying attention because I have to read all six paragraphs and then respond to each one. And that's the other thing about women is um, I find that like, okay, I'll tell a girl on Friday, oh, and then on Monday I'm recording the podcast with Stell, blah, blah, blah. This week we're going to be talking about this. And then I'll, I won't mention it again, but she will bring it up Monday morning and say, have fun recording the podcast, I, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And like th- men never did that with me. Like they don't remember. Like women listen. They ask questions, especially, I mean, maybe it's just the women I'm talking to that are like, that are like, I don't know, interesting. And it's called the, it's called the golden retriever. <laughs> oh, I do. I love a golden retriever mask. That's what I am. Yeah. I so really not, am. not you. You know, no, don't. Okay, don't be rude. <laughs> the other day, so I was like, what if I called you? <laughs> she was just like, what if I called <laughs> So I was like, what if I called you and told you that I was in love with you? I'm not going to because I'm not, but like, well, what, like, what would happen? Like, what? <laughs> like, oh, no, like, that would never happen. That's not, we're not even going to. That's a joke. <laughs> Oh, I actually cracked myself up. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, I was like, that's not a good business decision for the podcast, honestly. <laughs> you really ruin it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay, what else do you have to say to us about, I don't know, today, today to be honest, today's topic is pre- pretty loose. Like, we're kind of just talking, like, relationships, communication, and yeah. um, not settling and you know like yeah so there was a situation maybe i'll talk about it with you here i don't think i've told you this yet oh okay okay so i don't know i'm hoping margo won't be upset about me bringing this up but i'm excited uh, better to ask for forgiveness yes (laughs) um so there's a situation and um maybe i understand where they are coming from but I'm someone who likes to deal with the situation, the problem right away, because I hate feeling about it and thinking about it the whole time while we're doing something else. Mm-hmm. It just it really stresses me out. Mm-hmm. And so usually I like to just like take a couple minutes and like be able to deal with our problem, handle it, feel good about it, and then break. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And so. I forget their code, their name, their nickname. <laughs> Not Margot's, but uh... your ex. Yeah, like your main ex. Yeah, Josephine. Duh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> holy moly! That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, so when I was dating Josephine, Josephine got me a sweater. Oh, here we go. It's my favorite sweater. It's the warmest sweater I have. Is it the Essentials one? Yes. <laughs> but I just love that sweater. Like, yeah. it's not... I understand. Okay? But in the moment, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just like, ooh, it's so cold. Let me get you the warmest sweater I have. <laughs> and then they decided, they decided to go with a different sweater anyways. And the next day, they were going to wear it. And then they were like, oh, like, I don't know how it came- I got to that point where I was like, ah, and they were like, no way. And they were like, fuck off. They were really upset. So and- you, she said, I need a sweater to wear. You gave her the essentials hoodie. Then she said, where is this from? And somehow it came up into conversation. And then you said, my ex gave it to me. And she said, oh, I didn't even have to say it. They knew. Yeah. Yeah. Already. Um. Um, but yeah, so then we were going to get coffee though with my roommate and their friend and it was just awkward the whole way there. I felt so in my head about it because I didn't get to have a conversation or really, oh, I could just, oh, I was just, oh, I felt so bad the whole time. Mm -hmm. So it was was like, it was awkward and tense between. It was. And then eventually it just kind of blew over. But then today we talked about it and I said, I really don't like 
how that whole situation was handled. Like, can we talk about it more? And they were like, yeah, of course. Like, we can have a bigger conversation about this. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, I will admit, like, I didn't handle it that well. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily what they did or what I – like, I just, like, the whole situation in general, I just didn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to talk about it. And that I've never done that before. And, like, I'm trying really hard to be good about communicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, you easily could have just let it be swept under the rug. And then it would have become another issue maybe a month from now with maybe not a sweater, but a pair of shoes. Or do you know what I mean? Like it would have come up again. And being able to say to your partner, okay, we had conflict and I don't really like how it was handled. Yeah. I think that's, that takes courage and um, also, again, security in the relationship. Because if you feel like the relationship is at risk or like if you're – okay, let me tie this back to like – because what we want – with like I said, guys, whoever's listening, this is this episode is pretty loose and just kind of a, a, chat, a pretty casual chat. But what we wanted the overall theme to be was like fuck the bare minimum and – be able to recognize where you're not receiving the treatment that you deserve. And if you feel, so back to your situation, if you felt in that situation that you couldn't communicate with her the next day to um, say, hey, listen, uh, that didn't go the way that I maybe wanted it to and talk about how it was handled. If you didn't feel safe and secure in the relationship, you would not have done that because you felt... Like she's, she's going to leave if I say something. And I've yeah. absolutely been with people where yeah. I avoided talking about issues because I felt like there was a risk that they would just leave if I brought, like, if I brought it up. Yeah, exactly. So for, for people listening, if you feel like you don't have the safety and security in your relationship to talk about so, like the way that you're feeling, whether it's like sad that day about something or upset about something they did, even if it's kind of blown over, as uh-huh. the day goes on, if you feel like, um, uh, sorry, Stell just texted me. I, so, okay. So sorry. Um, gotcha. Uh, noted. If you feel like, like they don't, like your partner can't hold space for you without it being a risk, then either discuss that with them or I don't know. I'm not saying like break up with them. I'm just saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's something to consider in a relationship. Yeah. So it, it's nice but spooky because it's new to have that kind of communication and uh, it's really uncomfortable sometimes, but it's important and necessary. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Which is like kind of like the next little thing we want to talk about, which is like setting intentions in relationships, right? It's like uh, that again requires communication mm-hmm. and like being honest about things and not feeling like you have to hold back because like these intentions are important. Yes. And so in the online dating world, you uh, make your profile and it'll ask, what are you looking for on Hinge or what are you looking for on Bumble or whatever it is? And we would hope that people that are signing up are going to answer that question honestly. Um, But I think the whole setting intentions in a relationship starts at the very beginning. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, like we've discussed here, uh, sometimes people think they're ready and then they're not or they <laughs> um yeah so anyway um that, see like how did I even that's not that's definitely not where I was going with that uh b- anyway anyway setting intentions <laughs> relationship <laughs> like I think I don't know it's hard because there's a fine line between um coming on too strong like you know just like your first message being like hi I'm looking to get married and I want to have three kids and I want to like that obviously that that's a bit too much for a lot of people maybe it works for some people but within the first few conversations or the first few days or whatever the timeline is establishing with the person that you're getting to know 
like, are you just looking to have sex and have fun? Or are you looking for something serious? Because otherwise, are we wasting each other's time? I think that's mm-hmm. an important conversation to have. And with men, that conversation of it's not the what are we conversation. Like, it's just, it's really more just what are your intentions? And yes. it's hard to answer that a lot of the time right off the bat. Because, and that's why I said it, it, it can be too soon. You, you have to be the, your own judge of that. But um because my answer to that sometimes would be, I don't know you well enough to know that yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like my intentions are that I would be looking for something serious, but not just with anybody. So exactly. maybe you meet someone and it doesn't flow in that direction. Mm-hmm. You want to be friends or whatever. I don't know. So yeah, just establishing your intentions before things get too deep. Mm. It's important. And being clear when those intentions might change. Yeah. And I'm like always very, very clear about what I am into. Like I'm sometimes too honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'd rather be overly honest than lie about things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even in this situation with Lana, which is the dumbest fucking fake name for her. I hate it. Um, Obviously, like, you know, like, obviously, it's not what I wanted, but I would rather her tell me the truth rather than, like, I think the phrase is being, like, hurt me with the truth, don't comfort me with a lie. So, yeah, yeah, just being, I don't know, yeah, just being honest about your intentions. And sometimes that's hard, but I think that's important to everybody because people don't want to feel like their time was wasted. So, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So that's important. Um, The next one is another important one. When I think about like, not like just about relationships and um, that like relationships in general, I guess is something, okay. Something that I'm talking about with people recently when I'm getting to know them is like it's important to feel full in your own self before this is just my opinion it's important to feel full and content on your own before seeking partnership as in a relationship what do you think about that what are your thoughts I agree with that why because it's just it's hard it's it's like you think you're oh I don't know it's like half half sometimes like I find you can never really feel totally full but you feel pretty good and you could probably still build yourself up enough to feel full alone but it's better to be more full than not because like how are you gonna put that energy into them when you can't even put it into yourself yeah. And I, I, there's, there's a basic human need for social connection and love. We mm-hmm. want love and physical touch. Like that's like a mm-hmm. human biological need. So I'm not saying like, everybody needs to be so independent that they never need a man or a woman or like, or a, a, who, whatever mm-hmm. gender. Um, but it's, I'm not saying that I'm saying like, I'm good. I'm happy. I have a strong social, like I'm speaking for myself, but also just as an example, I'm good. I'm good in my career. I'm happy. My day-to-day life is good. Like, and then seeking someone that compliments me, not complicates it because I don't like, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm good on my own. I don't, I don't need anyone that's my point is I don't want anyone to need anyone if you feel like you're dependent on your partner for the daily kind of just like emotional support like yes we depend on our partner for emotional support but that you cannot function without them kind of thing that's well that's when it's more of an anxious attachment yeah for sure probably a little bit unhealthy but yeah like the general gist of what I'm trying to say is feel like have yourself at a point like mental health wise, physical health wise, maybe um, just all the ways that you feel content because the whole law of attraction is we're we'll receive what we're radiating out. So and that's mm. like, I think that's why I found the most like 
amazing connections out here is because I'm the person that I've always wanted to be out here. I feel that. Yeah. I really feel that. And when you're in a low spot and you're radiating that negativity, you're probably going to attract people that aren't going to benefit you in the long run. For sure. I agree with that. Someone told me that too once and I was like, ah. And then I changed it up and now I'm surrounded by a lot of great people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Feel the desire you are seeking. Recognize it. Then fill it yourself. Yes. That's something that I've been told by friends here is being able to like honestly this first came up when I was discussing with people around here um about issues I've been having with family and yes. feeling like I'm like kind of really trying to like reach out and maintain a connection with a few family members that I've kind of become like estranged from and no. something that someone said to me around here was like figure out like why do you want your like aunts or your grandmother's attention so badly like what what are you getting from her like so similarly like with a partner what or or the potential partner like let's say you're single and you're feeling that like i need a boyfriend i need a boyfriend i need a girlfriend whatever whatever it may be why like like identify the need that you're feeling and the like what is it that you really really want in that moment And give it to yourself, if possible, give it to yourself, whether that's going and masturbating, that's a good place to start, Um, or cooking yourself a nice meal, or going for a drive and listening to music, or calling a friend to talk about your day. Like, identify what it is that you're missing, like identify the hole that you're feeling, and then how else can I fill that that isn't dependent on someone else? like a potential yeah. so uh, thoughts I don't even know you just said so much I was just so like <laughs> I don't even know where to begin dude you just blow 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 whoa <laughs> see that stutter you just blew my mind mm-hmm Yeah, I don't even. I don't know, man. That's okay. So, yeah, I don't know what to say about it, Sarah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Well, no, that's that's pretty much that. There's nothing really more on that one. Um, well, I think it's pretty straightforward, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then. Another thing about, I don't know, relationships and, okay, here's another line that I've heard recently that I find to be very helpful. Like, and I say this to you all the time. Uh, I say it to other people. People say it to me, stop focusing on do they like me and take a step back and critically think, like critically think, do I like them? Like, really, and I hope everybody listening really, really, really hear what I just said. Mm-hmm. You're constantly worried about how did that first date go? Is it, Are they thinking about me? Why haven't they texted me? They left me on red. They, oh, we had a date last night and now it's noon the next day and I haven't heard from them. Like, all these things. Did they, did I, did I say too much at dinner? Did they not like my hair? Like, did they mm-hmm. not think I was as pretty in person? All of these thoughts. And it's like, step back take a breath and think really, really seriously about like compatibility stages of life, like senses of humor, like just who they are as a person. Just really, really think for a second. Do I like yeah. them? Cause we get fucking absorbed with, am I good enough? Am I good enough? Am I good enough for this other person? And we forget to just fucking think for a second. Do I even like them? Would this person even really be in the big picture suitable for me? Yeah. And and you know 
I just had a conversation with with my C CSP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, about kind of that because we were like talking about we we weren't really we were kind of clashing at the start because we don't really have much in common, mm-hmm. and we didn't really get each other's humor. And we're like, uh. then we realized the way we communicate is actually pretty good. And then we were pretty patient, and we took the time to like really like learn things about each other. And it was funny. They were like, and then I asked you one time to leave me alone and you actually left me alone. And that's what got me. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like over text, like they said, well, then well, they had said, uh, they had said, uh, something along the lines of like, Oh, like I'm not going to be on my phone that much. And I was like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. I was like, cool. I'll just talk to you whenever then. Yeah. They were like, Okay. Well, and that's just an example of secure attachment where you weren't thinking like, oh my God, why aren't they texting me? Like, should I call? Like, where are they? Like, oh, for sure. Do I freaking tap my phone every two seconds to see if they texted me? Yeah. Maybe. But maybe. No. It's weird. Yeah. And, um, and so on that same kind of wave of do they like me versus do I even fucking like them? Like, oh my yeah. God, so many instances of that growing up where it was so, yeah. I was so consumed by what does he think of me? Like, am I good enough for him? And then it's like, bitch, is he good enough for you? And then I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> no, no, not really. So, and, and so anyway, similarly to that, like knowing when it's them and not you, like yeah. knowing when you've done what you can do and you're not going to change this person, like, especially. I'm like, the worst for that. Yeah. But what, like thinking you can change people? Oh my God. That's or like also being like, even though it was sometimes it's them, I'm like, it was me. Yeah. And a lot of the time it's a little bit of both, but yeah. Um, I don't can sorry, another thought to branch off that. Like um I'll often hear, you know, people are like, okay, this this one is a is a hurt. It can be potentially big hurt feelings, but when someone <laughs> to you, not not from me, I just mean like this concept, um, because it would be hard for me, but when someone says to you, I'm I've decided I'm not ready. Actually, you know what? This could apply to you. <laughs> you told um, I don't know her fake name, but anyway, a girl you were seeing recently. That you decide oh. we're actually sort of stop. Leah. Leah. Okay. Should I stop? No, fine. No. Uh, no, I should stop. No, I should just go. We already started. <laughs> I should have just kept it about no one and now I had to anyways. Um so uh I don't know anymore. <laughs> No, okay. Sorry. The point of what I'm saying is we get in situations where um you can say it. Okay, okay. So Stell said to Leah, I'm not ready for a relationship. I've come to the to the realization that I'm not really ready and this is why and blah blah. blah. And now, you know, a few months later. Oh. What did you think I was going to say? I we're not talking about the same person. That oh. their name wasn't Leah. Oh, okay, yeah, no, no. I don't know what the heck their name was. But you know what? You know what it doesn't? Okay, yes. it's good. It's all, yes. Okay, I don't know who it was. Well, we don't know their name. It's fine. Um, But saying I'm not ready for a relationship and then, um, you know, a couple months later, this person that just told you they weren't ready for a relationship is now with somebody else. That fucking hurts. Like, it happens and that hurts. But what my thought on that is like kind of being... When a person says to you, I don't want to continue because I don't think I'm ready for anything serious, you need to kind of at least a little bit mentally prepare for that to be, for the truth behind that half true sentence to be, I'm not ready for a relationship with you. Uh And what's easier? Hey, Stell, I'm not ready for a relationship. Or for me to say, hey, Stell, I'm not really that interested in you. Like, I don't like you that much. Like, and I, what fuck, we're sitting out here preaching courageous communication and blah, 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 and saying, hey, you know what? I'm just not that into you. Everybody who mm. can do that, I love that for you. I'm not at that level of bravery yet. I'd love to be. I will someday, but 
I I would be totally like yeah. someone that would do that to say like I'm just not really ready for anything serious. And then you know so so pops out with a girlfriend, and you're like, oh okay, so it wasn't like and well, that kind of girlfriend. Yeah. Well, no, you don't have a girlfriend. You don't have any. You don't have a partner. But no, no, you don't have. You don't. No. But but if you did, obviously, you know somebody that you had just said. Anyway, the point is that like that that's that branched off of knowing when it's them and not you and mm-hmm. um i don't know and then yeah that i mean that situation hurts but um well then that comes in ties with like no i want to walk away right? yeah knowing oh yeah for sure like knowing when you've done what you can do and you are going to continue to be let down and continue to be hurt if you tell somebody you know two three times that this is a change that you'd like to see in the relationship or from them or whatever it is even it's it's as simple as doing the dishes or making the bed in the morning if you say it enough like several times then i know there's people married couples of 30 years that will say like oh you know i've been telling him to take out the trash for 20 years and he never will or whatever i don't Mm. know and i'm not saying like oh you're settling for like blah blah i'm just saying like generally like about more serious like emotional stuff if you talk to your partner several times about something that is important to you and they just discredit or disregard mm. then they're not going to change like yeah well just like again the next thing like are are you settling like mm-hmm. is and i remember i was talking to my friends about like some of the last couple of girls i've talked to and i'm like i don't know like they're great but then this 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 and then and they're like well why are you still with them then and i'm like well, that's pretty great, but like, and they're like, but you're settling, Stella. They're like, it's not all like you want to find someone with like most of these. This person has like maybe one or two. Like, why are you settling? Because what you're scared that you're not gonna find those other two and the other people. Like, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. guess. And so, I'm trying to be better about being like, you know what? I'm not that interested, and I think I want something more. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and um one thing too though when we took okay so when i call you crying or not and i'm and i'm seeing someone or whatever i'm just calling you to say oh like this person brought me flowers and we had the best date and we like i mean you texted me yesterday telling me how great your sex was which is great and so once in a while we do <laughs> i was thinking so Yes, you're welcome, Margo. Um, I am going to air that out here. Love you, girl. Can't wait to meet you. I'm hoping to meet you when I'm in Ottawa this week. Anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, wow. Derailed my thought. Um, what was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, we don't usually text each other with good news. If I text you, it's to say, what the fuck? This person did this. What a, like? What do you? What do you think I should do? Like, so then your perception of this person that I'm seeing is fucking negative. And we go, we don't go to our friends to brag about our partners as as often. I'd say 20% of the time, 80% of the time we go to our friends because we need support. We're venting. Our partner said something stupid. Our partner did something dumb. And we go to our our friends for that support. But then our friends are like, what the fuck, Sarah? All you've said is shitty things about this person. But it's like, no, because that's really a small portion of this relationship. You just aren't there for the other 90% where we're in love and everything's fine. So knowing, I think, but I think at, at our age, we also understand that as well. Like we understand that they're, that we don't know the relationship yeah. of our friends, like partners. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah. So obviously if it's really like serious stuff, I would tell you like, oh, okay, like you guys don't really seem that compatible. Like I'll support you, blah, blah, blah. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe you're settling like, sort of yeah um yeah and at our age there's no reason to settle for anything like i feel like we have so many options not to be like not if that's not a flex i just mean like well right like i don't know i and we are whole on our own so we are not desperately grasping for a partner and so if the person we're getting to know doesn't really fit our lifestyle it's not like a huge I'm not saying it's not a loss like it's these are humans and it, it's sad to not continue a relationship if it's something you're interested in but i don't know just knowing when to knowing when to walk away knowing when you're settling and when you don't knowing when you're done settling 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the last point, uh, just a, a concept that I've heard a lot of over the years that I definitely have used and been a part of is the term project boyfriend. I've never heard that. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, um, so like, okay. Um, project boyfriend means uh, getting to know someone and seeing that they have a lot to work on with themselves oh. telling yourself I can change him or her I can change them like I know that he is doing he or she they are doing this that and the other but I if he really loves me he's gonna Ooh, change like how like, I think an example obviously front of mind is alcohol like I know that he's drinking a lot and he does this, that, and whatever when he's drinking. And yes, he punched a hole through the drywall, but he loves me and this is going to change. Like he's working on himself. Like that's, and I, I didn't mean that in a physical abuse. I just meant that in the teenage boy gets drunk and punches a hole in the wall and also okay. teenage Stell as well. Um, <laughs> I'm feeling feisty today. I'm just, <laughs> um, but yeah. Feeling like, or, or like when you meet someone and they are uninterested in communicating and they are like, I don't know, they, if they show you their true colors and you decide to paint over them and say like, oh, well, like he'll change for me or they'll change for me. That's, that's a project boyfriend feeling like you're taking on a project of like fixing quote unquote, fixing Mm -hmm. someone to better suit your lifestyle. If they, when they show you who they are, don't ignore that because it would be unfair for you to start dating someone who, let's say, has an alcohol problem or um, a drug addiction or whatever. And then six months down the line, they're still doing that, whatever that is. And then for you to say, well, oh, I really thought that they would have like changed for me. Like you knew who they were when you met them. You can't, like, Yes, people change. People change for sure. Especially, you know, people have kids and then they stop smoking or people have, you know, stop drinking. And absolutely, people can change for a partner. I'm not saying you can't, but you need to meet people where they are. And yeah, for sure. If you want to be with that person, you want to be with who they are right now mm-hmm. and then grow together, sort of thing. Yeah. So it's no, just basically not, I'm saying don't. Don't pursue something that is going to feel like a project relationship. Yeah. To work on. I completely agree with you. Especially right off the bat. I've, I've always said, and I've had people recently challenge me on this theory, but uh, not the PP theory. That's a different one. Oh, thank <laughs> God. Um, the theory that if you're having serious issues in the first like two months, like honeymoon stage or even three months probation period, then it's not looking good. Like if you guys are having really big fights and really big concerns that early in the relationship, I don't know. I I I, I kind of think like mm, maybe it's not going to go that well then. Because what do you really have to be angry about in those first couple like weeks or months? Yeah, that's fair. That's really fair. Man, you really know how to get the brain. <laughs> Moving. Yeah, that's me. Um, Project Boyfriend. I've never heard of that. Or Project Whatever. Yeah. Huh. Which is fair. I find I, I, I'm, a, I'm guilty of that. Like, I'm like, ooh, shiny. Uh-huh. That you could fix them. Feeling like you yeah. can change them and help them and make yeah. them a better person or all I that. used to be really bad for it. I'm not as bad anymore. Like, I don't look for that. And honestly, sometimes it scares me away. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. But that's all. That's all we have for today. Um, if you're still listening, thank you, because this was a pretty random ramble sesh. For um, sure. But it all comes down to communication and knowing what you deserve and advocating for yourself seriously that's the just don't don't settle and fuck the bare minimum mm-hmm. don't settle seriously. for the bare minimum that is for sure no, not what you deserve it. and push for that and it's okay to like speak out for yourself mm-hmm. 
and just don't yeah don't settle there's too there's so many options and it doesn't matter whether you're 20 or 80 like don't settle for a relationship where you're not feeling like fully fulfilled and and in love with that person and also in love with who you are with them is a good guide as well that's good so yeah that's about it for today and thanks for listening guys thanks for listening and we will see you next week and we will be in the studio and i'm very very excited about that so yay so thank you for listening and thanks for coming thanks for coming bye guys